Welcome to Go Simcha, the podcast that takes one in-depth approach to the Jewish music, entertainment, and simcha world. Now, here's your host, Zisha Littman. The following episode of Go Simcha, the podcast, is proudly sponsored by Karen Simcha's Chassan Vikalo. Karen Simcha's Chassan Vikalo was founded over 25 years ago and is based in Brooklyn, New York. KSCVK helps widows, orphans, and people who are in dire need of marrying off a child. Working through their network of vendors, KSCVK ensures that every wedding is just as special as the next. Run by world-renowned party planner Devorah Benjamin, KSCVK takes care that each wedding is as elegant as the next one, ensuring dignity and class through every wedding that they put on. To donate to KSCVK, please visit their website, kscvk.org, today. That's kscvk.org, and help make someone's wedding special. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Go Simple, the podcast. We didn't have a show last week. Um, we took a break. There was a number of things we we're working on um, to continue to give you some of the best podcasting out there on the net. And this week, we're coming back in full swing with a very special guest on our show. Um, he has been in, involved in Jewish music for many, many years. You've probably heard some of his songs. You've probably heard some of the stuff he's written. Um, it's the funnier stuff, all the, the heavier stuff, all the good stuff. And it's an honor and a pleasure to have Arya Kunstler on our show this week, kicking off episode 45. So Arya, welcome to Go Simple, the podcast. How are you doing? I'm good. First of all, thank you for having me. Um, it's a, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm doing great. We're in the middle of wedding season. So, uh, yes. I'm glad we found uh, a, a little bit of time to, uh, to chat. No, for sure. Listen, you know, wedding season, you got to get get in now before three weeks and then it's back on again. So, I mean, um, it's never in, in the simple world, especially in your world, it's never a dull moment. So no, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, Baruch Hashem, man, we got some time. We sit down with you for for a little bit and talk about your story. So, what is your story exactly? I mean, you've been around for for quite some time. You've you've worked with not only doing stuff yourself, but with a number of different people, um, and you've collaborated with some very cool people over the years. But what's your story, and how did it all begin? Uh, I come from a pretty musical family. My father is a singer, songwriter, guitar player. Uh, he has three of his own albums. My brother is uh, in the Miami Boys Choir. He has four albums. Um, so, you know, I kind of started playing guitar at the you know, beginning of high school and had a band by the end of high school and always knew that I kind of wanted to do something in music. Uh, but I, I didn't, you know, specifically focus on just being a guitar player. I started writing songs, singing uh, producing, and then it started with, you know, going into making my own albums and then being involved in weddings and learning engineering that led me into collaborations with, you know, so many different people. I've worked with uh, a plethora of, of in- incredible talent in Jewish music um, over the years. So it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's that that's really cool. I mean, I get being born into to a musical family, it definitely has its positives to it. Now, I, I know that you're you said you're a guitar player, but I remember I remember distinctly that you you played the bass for a while. Like your 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 main instrument, I think, for a while was the bass. No, it's actually very bass has never been my main interest uh, instrument. It's I played in a band called Yakov Kutzen for a while. Um, I was their bass player. Uh, right. But guitar was always my first instrument, and I actually started in the wedding business on bass. Really? Um, 
Yeah, and then I and then very quickly shifted to only playing guitar. But it's actually very funny. It's very rare that I play these days. I play bass live, and last night I did a wedding on bass. That's <laughs> so awesome. It's always a tr- yeah. It's a treat to uh, to change it up every once in a while. But yeah, guitar is guitar is my main my main instrument. Nice. No, I remember I remember your days with Yaakov Chesed. I mean, they they were great. I used to listen to them back in the day. They had like two albums and. Yeah. Your 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 bass lines were fantastic over there. Um, what whatever happened with them? Um, I don't know, life kind of happened. Uh, Jake became a, a teacher in the board of ed, um, actually focusing on music. So he's very busy with that. He actually released uh, an EP last year on the name Or, um, which I actually got to have the pleasure of mixing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was great. So he's still making music. Uh, Michal is. Uh, an oral surgeon out in, in Cleveland. Um, Mosky is a drummer in medical school somewhere. Uh, so and I, I'm still doing music. So everyone kind of went there, say, you know, their different ways. Nice. It, it, it seemed like it was, it was like a, it was like, it seemed like a, like a little bit of a jam band kind of thing, you know, like you guys got, yeah, it was an, it was cool. Yeah, it was an element of like a jam rock band. It, we, it was great is that we had so many different styles in terms of the songs. That was a lot of fun. You know, it was a lot of fun to be in. Nice. Now, your style in particular, like you have a very interesting style to music. I was listening to a lot of your, I've been, I mean, I've listened to a lot of your music over the years and I was listening to a bunch of it today um, just to, to refresh my memory on some of the things. But you have a very interesting style to yourself as well. It's kind of... Um, it, it it it's very it's I, I can't put my finger on it, but you but you have a very very unique style to your music, and I really like it. It's nice and like a lot of the guitar, a lot of the guitar, the guitar, and the way your voice, like the pitch in your voice, like it's very it's very nice and very it it brings about so many different things. Like, what would you say is your is your is your main style there? Um, I'm definitely a rock. Um, you know, Jewish rock, uh, personality, let's just say musically. Right. Um, you know, uh, my early Jewish music, I mean, my father's stuff is, you know, folk rock, diaspora, Yeshiva band, like that's the yes. stuff, blue, fr- blue fringe, Moshav band, like that's the stuff I grew up listening to, right. um, in terms of Jewish music. I didn't really listen so much to, let's say, Album Freedom or Haydn David, um, Right. It's funny. Every once in a while, we'll on on a wedding, and if I, I'm not the band leader, a band leader will call like an old Freed song. I'm like, "Wow, what's this great new song?" Ah. I, it's just not. I, I just I just didn't. Uh, I just grew up listening to a different style. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I a very organic uh, rock, Jewish rock. That's kind of my my flavor. Lots of guitars because yes. I'm a guitar player and I love guitars. Um, but what's interesting now, as music has evolved, is that some of my newer music has a little bit more of electronic elements in it, but I'm still trying to keep it to, you know, to what I've become known for, which is more of the organic Jewish rock sound. Right. Um, but it's, I find it's important to actually, you know, adapt with the times and the electronic music is very, you know, popular. So I'm creating some sort of a blend in it now. Right. But you do rock very well. I mean, that's 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 what I was about to say. Like your 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 style is is yeah, it's it's rock. It's more that alternative, um, and you do rock very very well. Like the, your sound, the way everything is is blended together, really sound really is something out of this world. And also, 
like with a lot of your English songs. I know some of you guys like the, to to do English lyrics. Sometimes it doesn't always like sound so great. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like sometimes when you're, <laughs> yeah. when, you're when when Jewish singers decide to do an English track, it it, it doesn't sound like authentic. It's funny, you know, but like you're the way you the way you, your English tracks are the way you where you where you pull it off. Um, it's it's very good. It's very fluid, very authentic. Yeah, I think I'm one of my hardest critics, especially when it comes to writing lyrics. Um, I can't tell you how many notebooks I have of trash lyrics because I find them <laughs> to be a little bit too cheesy or a little bit too, you know. I, it's it's a it is a very tricky thing with with Jewish music because you do kind of find yourself confined to right. writing about spirituality uh, and and within the confines of you know being orthodox like you're not singing necessarily love songs or breakup songs uh, unless in my case the covers <laughs> of <breakup> songs. exactly <laughs> exactly yeah that you know that was my like chance to actually write something that's a little bit like you know radio styled uh, lyrically but um but uh but it, it is very challenging because you're kind of put in a box and it's it's like how many times can you write about um you know asking Hashem to lift me up, you know, from right. a hard place or, but you know, it, it, it's challenging. It's definitely right. challenging. And that's why, you know, you, you kind of tend to fall into somewhat a stale or cheesy way when, you know, other people do it. I work really hard on it and you know, it doesn't always work. It doesn't always work. Right. Now that's what I was going to say. Like, how do you, like, because your music is, is very unique in, in the way, in the way you write it, you know, it's, you said it yourself. Like, how many times can you write a song that, that um, about, about for, like about Hashem lifting me up and giving me physics kind of thing? How many times can you? How many times? How many ways can you spin it? But it right. It, it seems to be like a very big challenge. I mean, especially most of the people I've spoken to, most of the people we've had on the show, they're not lyricists. They're just singers. They're either singers or they're musicians. So they don't really fall. They don't. They don't necessarily get fall, find these find find these challenges. But you, someone who does it all, who's like a whole operation, like how do you combat that? Like how do you find the different avenues how do you find the different ways to to make that music um i think it's a one of the things that i've um found to be successful for me is actually to to pick topics as opposed to necessarily writing about let's say something inspiration like i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna write a meaningful song like my second album, I had a song, Split the Sea. So I was right. clearly about Kriyas Yamsuf and Nachshon in a little bit. Um, I had a song, Lishuasa, which was about Shimshon, um, Modim. Okay, so like a little bit more generic, but like I kind of picked uh, the different uh, You know, you take a play on the Hebrew words and you're able to create a whole, you know, lyrical narrative based on certain parts of davening. Uh, some of my newer stuff is... Uh, is kind of a little bit, if I have a song that I, I haven't put out, but it's called The Promise. It's about, uh, you know, Hashem's promise to Avram to, you know, make his children like the stars in the sky. So, like, it, it's about, not necessarily, it's about almost telling a story in a way. Um, that's, it's, which is, uh, it, which is, it's different because as a writer, you want to, ex- you want to emote, you want to express emotions that you're feeling, but sometimes as a songwriter, you want to kind of take a different angle and then, Jewish music, it actually, I find it to be extremely helpful. So no, for just, sure. Uh, that's one way. Yeah. 
I mean, for sure, because like inevitably the 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 spirituality is being infused with the music, and it's and and it and it and it really elevates it to another level, and and yeah. that's part of that's part of the whole process of of Jewish music, and it's and that's the cool part about it, and I think it's really really amazing how that you're able you do everything, and you're able to really I guess think outside the box on these types of things, and spin the spin it in a way that it that it sounds good, and makes sense. I mean, like your song Nachmu, man, like. I love, that's yeah. a great song. That song is, so, nice. um, it's, uh, Nakamu is what I call my formula hit. Um, but, uh, it's, people have, have reached out to me and said that they've, uh, that they really, uh, they got a lot out of the song. It's, uh, so that was my first collaboration with my father, which, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> no, that's really cool. No, th- I like that song because like, if if it didn't have the words Nachamu Ami in it, it would sound like a very, very good rock song. Like it is a very good rock yeah. song, but it but you would never guess it was Jewish. The way it's the way the way the music is, the way it sounds, like the message, if it didn't have Nachamu Ami in it, it you know what I'm saying? But it's an amazing song. Yeah, thank you. And <laughs> I mean, the other, you know, you have a lot of, I've noticed you have a lot of albums. You do a lot of collaborations with people, but my favorite, one of my favorite songs that you've ever put out was the Chavrusa breakup song. What was was the story behind that? Um, The story behind that is uh, some people seem to, there there are a bunch of people that seem to think songs about that. Um, Honestly, from what I remember, uh, it was my friend Ellie Stamen from the Groggers. Um, him and I basically sat down one night and we're like, let's write a Jewish breakup song just for fun. Um, and we wrote it and it was hysterically funny. So we, uh, we actually won the battle of the bands that you're in Israel. And we had some free recording time because of that. So I didn't want to, you know, take time from recording my first album to use it on that song. So we kind of went in that one night, spent the entire night recording it, um, which was hilarious in its own right because ellie is uh he's a one-of-a-kind personality and um and that's just what came to be and we released it as a free download because people uh from some music thought it was he was like this is a great marketing tool to to give this song out obviously it's not like i i love the song because it's funny but it's not a song you want to be known like no known for um because it's a little bit more on the you know uh a satire end of things. Yes. But lately I've actually been doing it in concert again because crabs get a kick out of it. So, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's, it's hilarious. My, my favorite part in the whole video is that guy. He's like, there's so many fish in the sea, but who wants to learn with a fish? <laughs> yeah. And all that stuff is on the fly. That was not planned. Like we literally did one take where he stood in front of the mic and was just spewing stuff. And, uh, that was, yeah, that was, that was one of the best lines. <laughs> that's great. No, that's great. Now, now, like I said, I've noticed that you've done a lot of collaborations with people. What was it like to work with Piamenta? So what was interesting is that we did that one track together. I think it was for one Israel fun. Um, we never met. I never had the pleasure. I, I met him once backstage at a show, but the way recording studios, he, they they did all the music in one studio. They did his takes in his studio, and then they did my vocals in my studio. So I didn't really Uh-oh. get to uh, get to really full on collaborate with uh, with him. But I Uh-oh. mean, he was. I'll, I'll never forget the first time I saw him in concert. It was just 
it was a it was a game changer for me. He was he was an an icon in just forget about Jewish guitar playing, just in guitar playing in general. Right, like I was gonna say, as 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 a guitarist, I mean, I also I also play guitar, not as good as you or him, but like as a guitarist, I mean, like that to be to even have the ability to like do something with him, regard not even the fact you couldn't didn't end up working with him in person, like that had to be that had to be something cool. Yeah, we actually spoke on the phone after, which was which was really great. He actually he called me about it, uh, buying one of my guitar amps, and we you know had a little schmooze about the track and just uh, guitars in general. He was he was such an unbelievable person, aside from being an incredible singer and guitar player. Um, but yeah, yes, he was uh, he was one of a kind. That's really fun. That's really cool. That's really really cool. Um, and now what, what's with this album gum? I was also listening to that and I noticed that something really cool. You did it with, with Hebrew. How'd that, how'd that yeah, end up so, working out? So gum is on my second album, the, the original track. And there was one day I was just kind of messing around in the studio, kind of creating, uh, some sort of, uh, you know, want to mess around with remixing and electronic music, um, which is not my strong you know, so it was, it was kind of fun to do. And I reached, we were, you know, we were very good friends at the time. And I said, Hey, why don't you write some lyrics and throw down some raps on this? And we did it. We released it, you know, for free online. It's on YouTube. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun thing to produce. It was in my, it was at the time it was like in the second bedroom of my apartment before I had a nice studio, but, uh, he, he's an incredible talent. Also, Rafi is just unbelievable. Yeah, I know. I was listening to some of his stuff also. I was like, wow, this guy's this guy's this guy's crazy cool. And he's very talented. You know, there's a lot of it's funny, in the Jewish music world, there's like so many hidden gems. Like, you know, yeah. there's there's a lot of people who aren't just the conventional Jewish singers and there's a lot of these hidden gems. And like I noticed people like you and like these other other bands like Zusha and all you guys all collaborate with these guys and it makes a lot of good sound, a lot of good music. Yeah, there's there's especially today in Jewish music, it's 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 a lot more open minded. I think people we're living in a very spiritual searching time, um, so people are very open to hearing and being inspired by new music. It's not uh, just defined by what I consider shiny shoe Jewish music, which is phenomenal. Like you know, I I play at my weddings all the time, um, and I have a very deep appreciation for it. Um, but right. people are looking to the Zushas, to, um, you know, to, to different unique styles, Levy Robin, like on the folk end, like these guys are crazy talented and there are so many guys there. I mean, there's, there's a guy I did a show with back in March who I just started following on Instagram, Yosef David. Um, he's on Instagram. He's like a folk acoustic stuff, like his stuff, literally like the, the hairs on my arms stood up the first time I heard him. So there are so many people and there's so much talent out there and people, they just need to be discovered. Um, so uh, a lot of people, they, they get their opportunities to open for different bands or to, they just get that one song out there. And it, uh, you know, but people right. are way more receptive to it now. So it's good. Now you're also a producer, right? Correct. So, so what do you produce any of these guys? Like any of this, this new wave, this new wave sound? Like do you guys do you get not so in much. I mean, 
not so much. Like I've uh, like Zusha has their people, and a lot of you know a lot of these guys are finding their own place. They also everyone has recording setups today, so a lot of guys are really doing stuff on their own. Um, but I've you know I've produced like I did an album with Yosef Carduner, which every year when he's in America and we sat down and we did an album um, that just for me it was just one of the most incredible experiences I've ever had. So he's somewhat in, he's not as uh, like neo Hasidic as Zusha, but I mean, he's in a category of his own, in my opinion. It's um, funny. It's funny I you recently, call it neo Hasidic. Yeah. yeah, because it's, I mean, it, I like, for instance, Yosef is, uh, you know, Cardinal is, is like a very real Breslov, like Hasidi, Hasidi, you know, right. you know, Israel type. The Zusha thing is, I mean, I, I, I don't, I mean, they're not hipster per se, but it's it's different. It's like right. it has like a vibe element to it, um, which is what happens to be I love. <laughs> right. Um, you know, it's not necessarily music that I make, but it's definitely music that I can listen to and appreciate. Um, so that's great. And I actually recently just produced a song that came out around Sukkot time last year that kind of blew up. Uh, the song from the Waterbury guys, Tati My King. I don't know if you've uh, heard it. Um, this song is like uh, a couple hundred thousand hits on YouTube. And wow. uh, it, it's been a really inspiring song kind of um, throughout the world. I can't like the amount of messages that I get. Um, there are a bunch of, a bunch of talented kids in uh, high school and right after high school in Shiva Waterbury came to me with this song. We, uh, I did all the music on it, did some harmonies. We, you know, we produced it really nicely and the song is it's massive it's everywhere so uh that was very cool i'm doing a couple of tracks with them now that we're working on these guys are really unbelievable talent wow that that's incredible um we're just going to take a quick commercial break to hear a word from our sponsors costa rica cruises and we'll be right back Join the leader in Glot Kosher Tours today with Kosher Rica Tours. Luxury cruises aboard the most desirable kosher cruise lines in the world. Glot Kosher Gourmet Cuisine prepared fresh daily and world-class scholars and residents aboard every tour. Experience the world with Kosher Rica today. Our tours sell out fast, so book yours today by visiting K-O-S-H-E-R-I-C-A dot com today. That's kosherica dot com today and experience the world through Kosher Rica's eyes. And we're back from our quick commercial break. Wow, Ari, man, you got some crazy cool stories, dude. You like, you really, you've been around for a while, and you know, you collaborated with all these different people. You're working with all these different people. You're a singer, songwriter, producer. Um, it, it must be, it must be intense, you know, like to to do all this. And not like now you're in the middle of wedding season, but like, what's one of your most memorable experiences being in the music industry? One of my, it's actually funny. Someone rem, reminded me of it very recently. Um, the guy in California, a lawyer, uh, Bar Cohen, I ran into him at a wedding and he told me, I was like, one of my favorite moments with you is like two of my favorite musicians was you and Avram Rosenblum doing a collaboration. Um, and it was Avram Rosenblum from Diaspora Yeshiva Band. So I did his son, uh-huh. Yitzhi's wedding. It goes back a, a bunch of years. Uh-huh. And Moshe Shore was there and oh, wow. we all got up on stage to to play Hafakta and like for me like career defining moment like this was a dream come true it's on YouTube somewhere um it was unbelievable so that that was definitely definitely one of them that's so cool but I mean there there yeah there and there are so many different uh 
you know, different memories and experiences just uh, from, you know, from over the years doing weddings with, uh, you know, different people and different shows. Uh, recently, I just did the Brooklyn Bowl, which is a, an amazing venue. I did that with uh, my friend's band, Yimmy. Uh, those guys are amazing and Moshav band. So that was, you know, every, every little thing comes together. They're all unbelievable uh, experiences. Nice. Well, speaking of Moshav Band, I noticed that you have a you you did a cover of one of their most popular songs, um, "Don't Give Up." How how'd that come about? The way that came about is actually one. I mean, it, it, you have to kind of dig my dig on my Facebook uh, page to find it. There was one like um, night I was just sitting in my uh, couch with my parents. I must have been you know twenty twenty one. And I recorded it, but I recorded it in a much lower key than them. So it had this very dark feel to the song. And I love just the way it sounded. Um, and then once I built my studio, that was like, okay, this is going to be the first track I'm going to record there just for fun. And it came out really great. Um, got their permission, you know, threw it up online. We shot a little music video. I don't even think the studio was done yet. And, uh, and that's pretty much it. I actually saw them. We always talk about it like, you know, uh, when I see when I see Yuda and David like that, uh, you know about that cover. How it was like it, it was a good cover in that it was different. It was so different than the original. It was just a more darker, emotive, more uh, version. Nice. Well, that's what's cool about music. You know, like you can take something. You can take like a song. Like let's say for that, like you can take that that song, drop it down to a lower key, and it changes the whole feeling and changes the whole vibe and the whole meaning, like the mood of the song. Like that's what I find absolutely incredible. I mean, I myself am also a musician, not not by trade, but I play drums, guitar, saxophone, keyboard, um, and. Other yeah, I I I I get around, um, and I, I understand how these things work, and it's like with me. That's what I love about music is that like you can change you change the key, it changes the entire thing. It changes the entire like feeling, the entire like existence of the song, and it's really cool. And I, I've noticed that I've seen some of the covers you've done also of other things. Like I, there was a video I saw you doing um, a Simcha Liner cover at a wedding. And like, I also noticed you yeah. lowered the, you, you dropped the key down a bit, like two, like two well, or that three was frets. Me. Yeah, no, we dropped the key. Simcha does it in C minor. I did it in that time in G minor. So it was a full, right. uh, it was a full uh, fifth below. And right. yeah, um, I saw that. mainly because, yeah, mainly because the song was new at the time, I think it was newish. And, uh, you know, Simcha is like one of my very close friends. And I, I, honestly, like, I'm just scared of going for his notes because he is something else. Right. <laughs> so, so that was the first time seeing it. Now I actually do it in a slightly higher key. I think I do an A minor, like a whole step up from that. But I actually got amazing feedback on, like, how uniquely Arie Kunstler that performance was. It made it very my style as opposed to, you know, let's say the original or how it would be necessarily be done by Chuppah. So... You know, well, yeah, uh, my fear for reaching for the key did well. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like I, yeah, I saw you dropped it down to like, like to a couple frets lower, and it sounded yeah. fantastic. And it, and you. paired it with the strings, it just sounded fantastic. But, like that's the thing with you, like your voice. You have like this very distinct like voice to you. It's not quite a bass. It's not. It's like kind of in between. And like every time, every song, you every track you do, it like everything just pairs very nicely with your voice. 
I don't know if, I don't know if people have noticed that or not, but like you have a very distinct voice and a very distinct singing voice as well. Especially for Jewish music, because yes. uh, I definitely have more of uh, like an edgier rock voice, but that could also be sweet. Um, I'll, right. I remember when I did my first album, Jeff Horvich, we were recording in his studio and uh, in Israel, like he walked in, he's like, have you ever listened to Chris Cornell from Soundgarden? I was like, <laughs> he's like you guys don't sound this. He's like, you guys don't sound the same, but the vibe that I'm getting is just a little bit of the same. I was like, Oh, <laughs> you know, oh, um, which, which led me listening to his solo album, which helped lead me to actually the guy who produced my second album near Z. Um, he played drums on Chris Cornell's solo album. So, wow. um, it was, uh, yeah, that was a very cool eye opening experience, but I, I sound nothing like Chris Cornell, but I mean, that, you know, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Listen, take, take the compliment, man. Just take the compliment. Enjoy it. Um, wow. That's pretty cool. So, I mean, how, how long have you been doing music? It seems like you've been doing this for like, I don't know how old you are, but you seem like you've been doing this forever. That's pretty awesome. And it- uh, so I did, I did my first album in 2007. I started playing weddings shortly thereafter. Um, I'm 33. So it really hasn't been that many, uh, it's, you know, maybe 12 years in the music business. Okay. Um, that's really cool. And I mean, now you say you started doing weddings, weddings is a totally different, it's a totally different thing than doing albums and doing concerts and things like that. What, what's, what's it like for you to do a wedding? What's an Aria Kunz wedding like? So it's, it's very, I mean, there are two ways. I mean, there, there are different ways that I do weddings. I do weddings sometimes. I'm a guitar player for hire. I mean, I work with one specific band in New York called Coldplay Orchestra. Not Coldplay, Coldplay, K-O-L. Um, I, I actually run the entire operation. Um, oh, which really? is, yeah, yeah. It's my, uh, cause I, you know, I, I like to diversify, not just being on the playing end and not on the band leading and singing end. But also on the business end of things, it, um, it just just running the band has provided me with a wealth of knowledge and information and weddings in general. Um, and, you know, thank God Coldplay, we have a few lineups and we put out multiple bands a night, which sometimes I'm not on the bandstand itself. Um, but it's taught me how to, you know, operationally, you know, make sure that every single wedding goes off without a hitch, goes off exactly how every client wants it. So it's, uh, it's a great experience. Just, just running the business like that. Um, but in terms of the, the Arya Kunstler wedding experience, I mean, it depends. Sometimes people hire me as the guitar player singer and they get a little bit more of a, a rock edgy type uh, of wedding. Right. As a band leader, sometimes I'm working with, you know, some Kaliner, Mordecai Shapiro, Yumi Lowy, Avi Peretz, more of the mainstream wedding singers. And I'll lead the wedding as a band leader, you know, more in that way. And as a guitar player, I, I just sometimes... I, so um, there are so many different ways uh, and especially every wedding is different with uh, different you know clients have different tastes uh, musically so it's it's always the best a blast you you can do one wedding with a full-on rock English rock and then one wedding that's in the Terrace Avram in Williamsburg which is like you know super yeshivish wedding and and I love them both the same they're so they're so different they both bring such uh, different vibes but you know both both enjoyable nonetheless that's awesome would you ever do a rock show would you ever do like a a a jewish rock show 
I know, mean, we kind of do it, it like we kind of do that from time to time here in like, you know, in the city or, you know, but, uh, you know, we, we did it, like I said, like when we did the Brooklyn ball or I did with, uh, this Ben Yimmy, we did it where they used to be lost and found. We did it, uh, a venue called babies. All right. Where I do, where I do like, uh, you know, the full on are you come for rock experience? Nice. There, there, man, there should be like a Jewish rock festival, like, like something like, like the warp tour, except Jewish. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. I think people have tried over the years. Um, I think now you would have a little like these days where um, people are a little bit more open-minded to it. I think it, it, it might be able to succeed a little better than it had in the past. I think, you know, I, I remember I played at Yidfest or something like that. Um, <laughs> they really tried making one of these festivals and, and it, it's, you know, not everybody, not everybody gets into it. Um, so, but, but I mean, they, they, we, people try different things. There, there have been, I think like there are different like camping trip or Sababa Fest, like there, there are Saba. opportunities for that to happen. Yeah. I haven't been on them. Right. Um, mainly because they happen usually during wedding season and that's like my bread and butter. Right. But, uh, and there are, there are definitely more opportunities now than there ever were. Right. Now we used to have something out here in Beit Shemesh a long time ago, the Beit Shemesh Sukkot concert. And it was like, it was like the Beit Shemesh yeah. Soul concert and it has slowly, it has gone downhill ever since. And we're hoping to revive that. But, um, yeah, the, that was a great great show oh i went a few times and i was in shiva that was amazing yeah it was like a two-day festival it was like a two-day thing i remember like back in the day it was like back, this was like back in 2008 2009 it was like a two-day festival there's like all the all the cool bands were there like moshav band even schlock rock was there because he like he lives around he lives here in bitch and like it was, it, was yeah. a, it was a cool thing it was a cool thing but um yeah you know they, they got it, you're right people are becoming more accepting of these different styles and different sounds in jewish music and, you know i had Avram freed on my show a couple of weeks ago and even him he just released a new new single with a with a with another singer and he told me he broke all the rules all his rules and everything like that and it was like this it was Avram freed meets electronic music and it was like this right it's if i don't know if you heard the song but it's like Avram freed meets trap and it was really cool. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I haven't heard it. I have to check that out. It, it was really cool. And, and he said, you know, like, this is, the way, this is the way music is going. As long as I'm staying within my boundaries, with, as long as I'm staying within my gadarm, then we're going we're gonna to keep making music. We're going to keep making it happen. And, like, that's going to say to you, like, you see the music, especially the Jewish music world, is evolving immensely. Like, what, what's your take on that? Um, I think it's fantastic. I think it's fantastic, especially like guys like Isha Rebo, who are um, Isha Rebo, who is like giving a, such a different sound to Jewish music altogether. I think it's so good um, for for people in general. Um, I think that's part of why I think uh, Isha is uh, has been so successful um, is because he has such a soulful and unique uh, feel to his music. Uh, um, yeah, I think I think everyone getting on board, like a like a song like Nafshi with Mutti Steinmetz, is 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 you know something that's blending the cultures together, the, all the different styles musically. Um, I think it's great. I think you know there there's so many different styles and uh, and flavors of music, and for everyone, like there's still mainstream Jewish music being made. Mordechai Shapiro, 
also a good friend of mine. He, the guy works day and night to create, um, to create a style of music that really has not existed. I mean, you had like kind of like the Hebra who tried, who did that stuff and were successful at right. their time, but Mordechai is, is taking it to another level. And he right. works, people think like, you know, okay, he goes ahead, he buys the songs, he records them. He spends nah. months just focusing on the arrangements. He wants to create top 40 radio for Jewish music. And he's succeeding tremendously on that. Right. Um, he's a hustler. And it's, it, yeah. And it's great for the, for, you know, one of the most important things is, is for the kids of today to, to be into to that kind of music. So, uh, and to look at guys like him as role models and inspiration, I think it's, it's fantastic. So I love how people, guys, you know, guys will relate to Zusha, guys will relate to Mordechai, guys will relate to me, Simcha Liner, uh, to Moshav. Like all the, there's so, wherever you look, there's, there's Jewish music to be, uh, to be immersed in. Yeah, no, for sure. And like, and that's the thing, you know, like I said, like when I had Alvin Fried on the show, we were talking about this too. He said, <laughs> any, he, within Jewish there's every type of music in within the Jewish space there's no need to go elsewhere and it's true exactly what you just said like there's so many different types of sounds coming out nowadays so many different bands so many different people doing their thing and Jewish music is really turning into something something amazing um i mean i know that you you did something with Tali Yes um to on the Moshe Yes um commemorative album and like someone like him, he really paved the way for Jewish music in the Jewish music space. Um, and when I had Tali on my show, we were talking about his father's music and his legacy and everything like that. And it, Moshe Yes was one of the pioneers in a lot of these big, these big endeavors in Jewish music. So what, what was that like for you? Now we're talking about, uh, you know what? I hadn't, I hadn't even really known his music before I got involved on the album. I think Gershon Barobo uh, was uh, a producer who's also one, an unbelievable talent. And he's, you know, he's brought me on to different projects, uh, you know, over the years, second impressions, but I hadn't really heard his music, uh, until we started doing that album and he asked me to do a song, uh, coming home, which is just like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> they don't like, yeah, just, it was, it was unbelievable. But yeah, I mean, that, that music was groundbreaking and unique to Jewish music at the time. Um, you know, extremely honest and soulful and, and creative. So, right. Yeah. That was, uh, that, well, that's sometimes I forget about that album. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what it's all about, man. That's what it's all about. Just being honest, creative, soulful and inspiring people like every day. Like that's your job. You go out there and give physics to people and you lift people up and you, and you, whether you, whether you realize it or not, and you just create, go out there and create good music. And, you know, it was seriously, Ari, it was a pleasure having you on the show this week. And I'm, I'm so happy I got to have you. Like I said, I've been a big fan of yours for a number of years. Um, really love your sound. Really love the stuff you've worked on. Um, and I wish you continued Hatzlach and everything you're doing. And like I said, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is a pleasure. It was awesome. <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. For sure. All right, man. It's... It, it, I, I wish you tremendous hatzlacha and and thank you so much. I mean, thank you. Keep same to you. Keep this going. I love it for sure. <laughs> You've just listened to another wonderful episode of Go Simcha the podcast. For more news, updates, and information on our next episode, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram at Go Simcha Live, and don't forget to check out the show notes and videos on www.gosimcha.com along with zeradio.com. 
Thanks for listening, and remember, go Simcha!